Good morning, Dear Night, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Survive and Drive podcast. Today we are discussing the Japanese and the Singapore Grand Prix. This is your favorite source for American-based F1 conversation, presented by me, Alex, and my co-host, Tyler. Let's race into it. No! That was good. That was quick. It was. Concise. Yeah, I mean, it's that's that's might be one of the cleanest ones you've done in a while. Thank you. Let's jump into it here. Singapore Grand Prix, Japanese Grand Prix, we missed a little bit. Yeah, we've been we've been out for a little bit. Yeah, you've been on vacation. Don't try <laughs> okay, to get around yeah, it. Yeah, I you was. Knew it was I was on vacation. You knew it was coming. I was on vacation. Um, I deserve it. I deserve it. It's all right. It's go ahead and tally it up. You can fill a whole wall with tallies of Tyler's vacation. You can <laughs> you can fill the size of a, a dot on a piece of paper with mine. That's fine. All right, let's go ahead. <laughs> let's get started here. We're gonna try to keep it on track as yep. best we can. Max Verstappen and Red Bull. They just. Suck. What did we just they say? They stink. Singapore Grand Prix. Quali out in Q2. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Yeah, so they, I mean, this is, it was shock, It was quite shocking. I think they had talked about coming in that they thought they might, like, this could be the track they get they get got at. Because um, it is tough to pass. And they did think the Ferrari was going to be the better car at the track, which it was. But they were, and it wasn't even like they had a mishap in qualifying or something. They were, that car, I mean, it was all so it slid all over the place. It was legitimately a mid-tier car. It was twitchy. It was twitchy. It was it was legitimately a mid-tier car. In that it was a middle-of-the-pack car mm-hmm. for that weekend. So that was wild to see. But as soon as they went out in Q2, with how hard it is to pass at Singapore, I mean, you and I still at the back of our mind thought there was maybe a chance he could still win. But, like, yeah, I felt very excited going into Sunday morning knowing he's got to make up 10 places at Singapore to get this done. Yeah, that was that was a must-watch race going into Sunday. Uh, you know, yes, there's doubts in the back of your head. They've won every race up yeah. until then. But I think there was so much hype around. You know, it, on merit, they couldn't make it to Q3. If on merit they can't make it to Q3, nobody's taking that big of a jump in race pace yeah, to exactly. just fly through the field. It's not Monza where he did it last year. It's not Spa where he did it yeah. last year. I don't know if he did it in Monza actually. Spa is where he did it last year. He would have if he had he, a chance. That's very true. But Singapore, very different track. Uh, there was still action, still safety cars. Uh, the we strategy racing, didn't. Yeah. The strategy didn't really work out for him either. I think no. There was definitely a path forward for him, and I mean, you know, we say that he's still finished in fifth, and he yeah. wasn't that far behind. There was definitely a path forward, uh, a very tricky strategy, especially for him starting on the hards and trying to go long. Uh, Overall, a very interesting race, uh, probably top race of the season, in my opinion, with finally a race up front. Yes, yeah, it has to be the top race season because this is the first race we've had with an actual race up front. Yeah, where, where you know we've had some good races in the past. We had uh, Great Britain all those, which was a good battle for second, but like. Mm -hmm. We had a legitimate four-car battle. They were all within a second of each other pretty much the entire race. They were within a second of each other, which was awesome to see. Uh, It is tough to pass, so it kind of got into a bit of a flow there in the middle where they just kind of stuck there in DRS train. But um, Mercedes went went, uh, hard on the strategy. We were bold, and I remember when they pit, I was like, wow, there's a lot of laps left. But, man, were they they just so much faster on those stints. They burned through the tires, Yeah, burned through the tires, though. Um, but we will, are we getting to them next? Or should we uh, jump right into Yeah, we series? can. Well, let's go ahead and touch on the Japanese Grand Prix and Red Bull. We had just one of the weirdest race sequences that we've seen in a long time with Sergio Perez DNFing 
retiring the car, yeah, putting it back out on track to take his penalty, egregious penalty. I mean, this is the second time he stuck it right up the middle with yeah. absolutely no intent. Yeah, that was mad, and it was. He's the last two races. It's been tough. It's been tough. Visual. And I know you're a press fan. It's the visuals have been tough. I love the guy. He has made some dumb. He is moves. like he's. I don't know what he thinks he's do, like. I I don't know what he thinks he's doing. But yeah, he had some dumb moves in Singapore. Uh, he had that one on Albon. Yeah. He caused Sonoda to DNF, and then the one on Hulkenberg, Hulkenberg was disgust. I mean, that's was, that's me and you in F one twenty three. It was that's tough. me and you in the game. That's yeah. me doing. With no damage on a dive bomb in the game, yeah, there was no way he was ever gonna make that corner. It was just, it was I, the I forget who said it, but the one counter is like it's it was lazy. Like that's yeah. one of the laziest overtakes I've ever seen. Yeah, and he did it the lap before too. He yeah. was just able to slow it down just a hair slower. He almost yeah. took him out the lap before. So, I mean, it's just tough. He's not able to to extract as much as he needs to. This year, uh, obviously, he had a tough start. I think it was just a racing incident at the start where. I think it was four cars wide. Yeah, that one, they blamed it on him, but that was four cars wide. That's the start of a race. You can't, I don't know. It wasn't egregious enough for any to. But I think he was carrying the damage. He obviously had to pit for a new front wing. Yeah. After a second contact with Hamilton, uh, that put him way far behind, and he really wasn't able to make much up. No. Max Verstappen got away. Uh, he was able to hold off the the McLarens and one by twenty seconds. Pretty much sailed the like victory. He pretty much said he would yep. do, which we kind of th- all thought that after. Yeah, for Singapore. Yeah. Uh, any other Red Bull drama we'd like to talk about before moving down? Uh, I mean, yeah, should we touch on? If we're just going team by team, which I think is the best way to do this, uh, everything's kind of settled in. So we got Sonoda and Ricardo signed for next year, mm-hmm. or if they're going to be signed. Uh, Perez confirmed by Horner that he's going to be the guy next year in the Red Bull seat. But the juicy news is that Lawson, who we'll get to later on, has been performing great, but this is Red Bull adjacent. It was promised a seat within the Red Bull teams, I guess. They didn't specify which one, mm-hmm. for 2025. So that makes it really interesting because you're basically signing... Perez has got one year left in his deal, and then you're signing... I guess they're signing Snowder and Ricardo to one-year deals, I would assume. You know what's crazy to me, just thinking about that whole scenario, is that out of those three drivers, the driver that has been performing the best yeah. is Liam Lawson. Yes. Which makes me think that, like, you think about that second Red Bull seat, you're like, there's no way they're giving it to a, a, a rookie in a full-time season. Yes. There's no way they're giving it to Liam Lawson. Yeah. But you look at how those three have performed. It could be. How could you not after his be. performances? He is, I mean, fairly comprehensively outperformed Sonoda on a every race he's gotten pace higher, higher than him, on yeah. a like just simply from race pace from yeah. his from his stats from his finishing. Yeah. He just looks and he's better. done multiple races now, which exactly. is the big thing. If he would have done the one race, I would have been very cautious because we had the debris incident from last year. Yeah. So I, if he would have, if only been one race, I've been like, okay, wait, we don't really know it's one race, yeah, whatever, but. He's done it multiple races. He's going to race again in Qatar. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's... I mean, Daniel Ricciardo making his appearance back at Austin. Where else? We knew that was going to happen. Where yeah, else? Happen. If he doesn't come back on Horsey yeah. McHorse. Horsey McHorse. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and jump down. Let's just let's just make our move down to AlphaTauri. I mean, okay. let's sandwich the whole field here. All the way down to AlphaTauri, we got Sonoda. We got Lawson. Sonoda went 15 to DNF and then 9th to 12th. Yeah. Um, and then Lawson was what? He was, he got 10, points in Singapore. 
10, nine, ninth in Singapore. Qualified 10, went nine, nine in the race, 11 to 11 yeah. in Japan. So great two weekends from Lawson. We like to pre- um, And I will say, too, for Alvatore's thing, they did make some upgrades in Japan, which put them a little bit higher up. I think they did. Essentially a new car. They did well, essentially a new car. Uh, but once again, that car stinks. Uh, one of the historically bad cars of all time. Just a bad, bad car. Um, but Lawson very much shows outperformance in these past couple weekends. I will cut to notice this week in the outperform. I'll cut to notice some slack on the Singapore one because Perez took him out of the race and it wasn't. It is what it is. But yeah. over these last couple races. But then he didn't even show for himself. Yeah, yeah that's true. To the FIA. That, yeah. Uh, well, disgusting. We knew that. Yeah. Disgust. Anyways, let's but, clear. Let's clarify that real quick. Just real quick, we're we're on the Red Bull drama in here. In quality, he didn't do that. So For the Max incident, he did not show up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So Max had a just an awful weekend in Singapore. On yeah. top of getting out qualified by ten other drivers, he also impeded a couple drivers. He had Got some race incidents. Them. Got away with all of it. The FIA did not. The, uh, sorry, the race stewards did not impose any penalties. Yeah. And uh, after the fact. They so probably should have been harsher. Well, after quali- yes, and then after qualifying in Singapore, they had a hearing to discuss the impeding. Yeah. Uh, the one was against Sonoda. Alfatari elects not to send an uh, an official to discuss yeah, this. Classic. Now, I, why that impacts things, I'm not sure. That should be, as they say, a slam dunk penalty. Yeah. I mean. It doesn't get much more obvious than yeah. that. He had to back out of his entire yeah. lap, and then he didn't make it through to the next round, which he had an extra lap that qualifying session. But I think it's just a terrible look. Like, yeah, it have, looks like red, like it looks like Horner was just like, yeah, go ahead and don't send him. Like, we don't, we want to give Max a chance. Yeah, like, and from the FIA. Yeah, like they're trying to help him win all these records. Like, yeah. the one guy who doesn't need help on the grid, it's Max for Yeah, he does like, not need any help. He probably wants the challenge in a race that he knows he's not going to win. Why not? Give well, yeah, and again, and you know, yeah, you're right. You're right. He just doesn't. He he doesn't need the help. He's already been helped many times in the past from racing officials, um, but he doesn't need it anymore. And we're still we're still dragging on. And then the, the toughest look for me though was then after the fact, then coming out and being like, "Well, we should have been harsh." Like, just don't even say anything then. Just keep that quiet. Like, yeah, I mean, they almost every team was coming at them yeah. after that. It wasn't just Max Verstappen that had some penalties that got yeah. overlooked. It was a couple of drivers on the grid, but overall, yeah, just another poor yeah. look from from the FIA from the stewards. Uh, but that's that. All right, needed to cover it. Let's go ahead and jump to. I mean, Mercedes. we touched on we touched on Sonoda. We touched on Lawson, ten to nine, eleven to eleven. He's scored points in yeah. most of the races that he's raced in now. Yeah. He's just looked great. He's looked on great. Form. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and jump to Mercedes. We'll go back to the top of the order from where we were. Lewis Hamilton, five to a podium, third position in Singapore. George qualifying second. Yep. Great caller for him. Projected for another podium. Uh, yeah. Projected sure. for a podium. Uh, to DNF in Singapore. Yep. Uh, a very tough start for him. Japan, they went seven to five for Hamilton, eight to seven for George. Uh, with the Red Bulls back up front, they were a little further behind the pace. Yeah, they they don't look like they're getting it too competitive. Yeah, listen, I think there's the story for me for these past two weekends. They weren't great in Japan. That's that's fine. Uh, the story for me the past two weekends is I think we're starting to see a little bit of a head butting. 
yep. between these two drivers. Absolutely. Um, and here's here's my perspective on it. I and I think someone made a good point of this is at the beginning of the year, beginning of the year, beginning of the season when everything's up for grabs, everything's open. I always think that's fine. I think that's great that you compete and like aren't going to be like let's do this for the like. There's no betterment for the team at that point because it's one yep. thing. Now, also arguing to me like, oh, they're still not at that point now because like they're not fighting for the championship. But Hamilton is in third in the driver standings, trying to catch Perez. And we go to Singapore, and based on the data, clearly the much quicker car. And they don't let him and George swap. And yeah. from the data that I and again maybe it's I, I just all kind of different things out there. From the data I saw, like Hamilton probably wins that race if he gets let by George when right when he should have happened. Yeah. He doesn't. And then George ends up basically, from what I can say, like trying too hard at mm-hmm. the end to get past Lando and then crashes and then Lewis gets on the podium. Then same thing in Japan. We had, there was a big scuffle between them about George not wanting... He was, he was on a completely different strategy at this point than yeah. Lewis. There was a big scuffle about him not wanting to let Lewis by. And it took like... They did like... They tried out the data. It took like three minutes. That well, one that, was a lot more obvious. It was a lot more obvious. Yeah. And like it took like three minutes and it's like, what do you do? Like... You're in six or seven the standard right now. You're eighty points behind Lewis. Like, you're they're trying to get maximize the result team points for the team. Lewis is going to get by you eventually, anyways. Just let him by now, and then go from there. And like, Lewis might have a chance to get a few more places. So, and I'm not blaming this on George. I think this is this is on Mercedes' team. Yeah, they're I and they weren't afraid to do this with Bottas, and I think they're just afraid to do this because like George is like their young driver, but like Hamilton's going to be driving for several more years for them. Like. Yeah, I'm not. And again, my point is, I'm not trying to trying to extend this too long. But like the at the beginning of the season, it's fine. You can't have team priority because it's it's too early. At this point, Lewis, if it's if he's quicker on pace, he has to be the priority in the race because he's higher in the points. Like that's it's not it's not a difficult concept. Yeah, that's fair. I disagree with your point about Japan because there was a way for the team to get more points. I don't think Hamilton ever had a chance to fight. I, I'm not saying maybe would. I'm saying. Th- we didn't. No one would ever know because he didn't let him buy right away. I think. Well, in Singapore, yes, I agree with you. I think Hamilton had a really good chance to win the race if he did not have to get past George on similar tire strategy. Yeah. I think in Japan, George was so much slower, and they were so much further behind that next car. Signs swallowed up George. Oh no, I I get that. that. I'm just saying we will never know even if he did have a chance because there was they didn't switch it. That's my point. It's like. Yeah, maybe they probably would not have gotten anything out of it, but we'll never know. Like if they would have, if they, I mean, we'll never know because they didn't swap right away. I could see George's point for to me this for Japan, to me for this sure. to, yeah to me the Singapore one was like clearly like the data was very clear that Hamilton was quicker and like that just I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Singapore could have been very different for them had they made a quicker decision or made a decision. Period. But, That's a very yeah. tough decision to to hammer down though because. George didn't oh, yeah. know he wasn't going to be able to get by until yeah. he was already on the back. Yeah, that's so, true. Uh, let's go ahead and jump to Ferrari. Leclerc, signs. They've had some good weekends here. We went yeah. three to four for Leclerc. He dropped back, sacrificing himself for signs yep. to convert pole what? to pole a to win. race win. Not something signs has done often, huh? No. Uh, great race from signs. <laughs> he looked incredible. Leclerc looked a little bit off the pace. Uh, he's yeah. come out and said that the car isn't as oversteery as he would like it to be. Yeah. Uh, very different strategy. He thinks oversteer is a better strategy 
or, or car setup for, for him, yeah. this mod of cars. Yeah. It's a faster car if it is oversteery. And so he doesn't want to change his driving style to yeah. to kind of forget about that. Yeah. Uh, to compensate for the understeer of the Ferrari. In Japan, they went four and six in qualifying and converted both of those to four and six in Japan. Yeah. Uh, a pretty solid race from them. I think they they were able yeah. to to play a good team game. Uh, yeah, like we said, Sainz is able to catch up to the Mercedes and split them as well. So Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they've, been, they've made some progress. I think, shout out to the... Carlos Sainz in Singapore is unbelievable. That was an unbelievable race from him. Great lap to put it on pole, but the race strategy to keep Lando in his DRS, to keep them behind, and yeah. like keep it clean the whole time. He drove amazing that weekend. Mm-hmm. He's been great the whole season. He's been very consistent. And, I, yeah, I just, that to me that was, I mean, Max has had some awesome performances, but that was like a very... Top tier. Like, that was a top tier racing performance with him strategy-wise and, like, his own racing and, like, playing the game of, like... The Ferrari team is a team where you have to take it into your own hands if you're yeah. going to walk away with exactly. a race win. And I think he did that yeah. phenomenally. 100%. So, uh, really good. Something I think that we've... We kind of expected to see out of signs is yeah. that consistent, like, top... Not Maybe not, like, the top... Like, he, you don't think of him when you think of, like, the top four drivers yeah. in Formula 1. But you expect that consistent tier A minus. Yeah, right from there. Him. him to be right there on the cusp of it. Yeah. And I think that's something that we're starting to see this year with Leclerc yeah. kind of falling out of the limelight. Yeah. Uh, and it's really good to see. I think he's yeah. starting to to take some of that McLaren, you know, juice that he had that he yeah. was performing really well there, and now he's he's able to convert yeah. that at Ferrari. Not that he hasn't. It's just been kind of behind. It's been Leclerc. a step behind always. Yeah. Aston Martin, Alonso, Stroll, uh, a one-man team, yeah, 7 to 15th for Alonso. <laughs> should have just said Alonso. 10 to 8 for Alonso. Stroll did not start in Singapore race and did not finish the Japanese Grand Prix. Uh, it's brutal. It's getting even worse it's for Stroll. It's tough. Yeah, it's it's I don't I don't know how he keeps going. He's just so he's so far off Alonso. Is it more impressive that Alonso is finishing in the points? Or more impressive that Mike Crack is still claiming that Stroll is just as good as him. The second, the, the latter, the latter, the latter for is sure. The fact that Mike Crack is saying these things that like it's yeah, it's it's not an issue with Stroll. He's just been unlucky. No, it's a big difference. That man's got a huge. This bonus. just has been like this year started on such a high for them, and it's going to end on unless something changes, such a low because they've P5? out of the top four teams, they've taken the biggest step back. P5? Or top five team. They'll might be P five and the constructors at the end. Like P5. they were a clear P two. Which I think we predicted. Yeah. Alonso's Alonso's been great. He's been he's performed the best he could in that car every weekend. But at this point, other than that podium they got in what, Zandvoort where they got in second again, like they've yep. been they haven't been on it. They've been on it one time since Canada where they told everybody they were gonna be on the podium the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. They have not gotten the car right. They've it's just Alonso fighting for points stroll is nowhere near to be like nowhere to be found so yeah i think they had the right strategy uh when i say strategy they had the right car concept coming into the year yes all these other teams caught up to them and have now overdeveloped yeah they didn't develop the right way they went the wrong direction development so so uh yeah tough season for them mclaren quite the opposite started terribly 17th to 7th 4th to 2nd yeah now let's note that norris had an updated car with some improvements piastri was not able to use those improvements in the singapore grand prix yeah. they were both using it in japan 
second and third Piastri qualifying qualifying on the front row, converting it to a third place on the podium with Norris getting past him in second. Great race from them. Yeah, I mean, this is... I'm almost getting a little concerned there's going to be a massive cheating scandal that comes out next year and this year because the progress they made in the car is shocking. It's shocking. They're legitimately... And I know it changes weekend to weekend, but like at this point in the year, you'd say they have the second best car in the grid. Like they're... It seems like it. And Lando back-to-back P2s. He was, you know, right behind Sainz the entire time. I used to kept him in the DRS. Somebody finishes less than a second behind him in that race and then finishes. He's 20 seconds behind Max, but... Um, part of that was Perez had that weird thing with the VSC where he held him back for like 10 seconds and not saying he would have won the race, but yeah, it definitely added to the time, but they've, they both been great. They both, uh, I mean, they just been, it's a great driver pairing. Piastri resigned for a longer contract. I think over the last couple of weeks, yeah. um, McLaren tweeted a really cryptic thing about Lando in a positive light. I don't know if you saw that like two days ago. And a lot of people think that he resigned for even longer than he already signed. I would not be surprised if he did something like that yeah. because of all of the improvements they've made. Not no, because of all of the attention that Norris has gotten yeah. from Horner and the Red Bull family. <clears throat> they, I mean, they would pay out the wazoo to yeah. pull him into the Red Bull. He probably got seat. a ton of money out of it too. I'm sure they're paying. Him he like, feels like, yeah. and it feels like too. If he does resign, this feels like it's like like Max with Red Bull or Lewis. I know Lewis was a McLaren first, but like Lewis is like he'll become synonymous in racing He's with Mercedes. Mercedes yep. And like when you think 20 years on the road, like when you think of Mercedes, you'll think of Lando. Like I could see if McLaren. he resigns again, or think of McLaren. Yeah, um, you'll think of. Like McLaren, because like he's just gonna be. I if he resigns again, I could see him that forever. Like he'll just be with McLaren his entire time. So it's really impressive to see that. I think it's <laughs> hard to like. We look at like Albon signing a yeah. three-year deal with Williams. That would have been unheard of, like three years. Yeah, ago. no one would have wanted three years with them. I think it's very impressive that we're seeing driver intent with teams now. Yeah, a little more than we have in the past. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's good to see, and it's. It makes it more fun to root for him, too, because you know, like, okay, my guy's going to be here it does. for yeah. a certain amount of time. Because, like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, if he if he goes Red Bull in 2025, I'll still root for him, but it's going to be hard for me to buy any Red Bull merch yeah. ever. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Like Paris. I don't own a single piece of Red yeah, Bull Red merch. Yeah, Red Bull merch. You just like Paris. But I'm sure you'll get whatever team he goes to next. Yep. Yep. Eventually. So, so, I'm, making, I'm making assumptions <laughs> a little further ahead, but... Let's hope... Uh, all right, let's jump to Alpine. Eight to DNF for Ocon, twelve to six for Gasly in Singapore. Fourteen to nine, twelve to ten, a little nine ten, picking up a couple points yeah. in Japan. They made him swap in Japan. They did. Right? Gasly yeah. was not happy about no. that at all. Yeah, do you see? He was really, he was really animated. He's really French about it. Really French about it. Yeah. French about it, yeah. Um, great couple weekends from Gasly. He's done very well. He's qualified well. He's done well in the race. Um, which has been good to see. Um, that was a weird noise. That was. Um, Greg Williams from Gasly, though. Uh, he's done very well. Ocon, um, Tyler suffered very, very heavily financially on that DNF. That was tough. Yeah. I made it up. In, I made it up with my other bets. Yeah, it's your Logan. It's your Logan DNF. But um, Ocon's been yeah same thing. I mean they're they're just Alpine is just the most I'm trying to think of like the most mid team of all time the most average Formula One team I think I've ever seen 
Like they're uh, just across the board. And I don't know why I think it's just maybe because of the last like five years, like in my head, Alpine, Renault, like that whole group, they're the most average team ever. They're always going to be right in the middle of the pack. They might get in Q3. They might not. They're going to finish right around the points. They're going to have some DNFs. They're going to have some bad strategy calls. They're going to have a random couple podiums, but they're always going to average out to be just right in the middle. Don't talk about Zidane like that. that yeah, yeah, so yeah. disrespectful. The leader, the leader of the F1 team. Uh, yeah, and, I well, think, and Ryan Reynolds too. That is true. I think they've gone through so much this year to even see them, you know, consistently fighting for points yeah. in such a, Average. you know, peak season yeah. for so many other teams. Yeah. Like Aston Martin is never going to be second in the drivers. No, for, this for is it. Yeah, as long this, as I can. This think. was their chance, and that's this is this is it. But they're fighting in the points. Consi- yeah. well, one of them is fighting in what the you, points yeah. consistently. You know what I mean? There's so much competition for those points yeah. this year that I think it is impressive that they are able to to scoop those up on a seemingly consistent basis. Yep. Uh, but yeah, they've had a, a lot of trouble with DNFs, with car troubles. I mean, you just ask Alonzo how many millions of points he lost last year while he was at yeah, Alpine. He had been first through won the championship last year based on how many points he lost. Max would not be breaking any records yeah, if no. the Alpine with Alonzo yeah, did not he break down. DNS, yeah. Anyway, Williams. <laughs> Albon, Sargent, uh, 14th to 11th, and 11th to 14th for Sargent. And then a really tough weekend in Japan. Albon qualified 13th. Logan Sargent crashed immediately uh, in qualifying, and then neither of them finished the race. Yeah. Um, and that's where I made my money back. Yeah, listen, Albon's been in great this year. That car, they've kind of come back down to earth now at these these type of tracks where they just haven't been as quick. But um, Albon's definitely there for the long haul. Um, Sargent is really making it as hard himself as he needs to to get a seat He, he really year. is. He's I've... really trying to not drive next yeah, year. Yeah. He's it... really trying. It's it's one of the like like Mick at Haas, yeah. right? It was like, hey, the seat's up for grabs. You gotta earn it. Just, and and for Mick, it was the same thing. Same for Sergeant. The way they talked, just do the bare minimum. You just, do the, just finish the races. Yeah, just finish the races. Yeah. Don't cost us another four yeah, million his, dollars. Yeah, he, what is it? Four millions this year? I think he's up to four million or over four million in cost. It's whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Somebody tweeted this out where it's like it's over four times his salary for the year is how much he's cost yeah, the team. I'm sure it's far above that. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead. And no, yeah, nothing that was a great really, segment. Yeah, that was, nothing really. They talk about much they crash. Yeah, no, no, not been good. Uh, Haas, Hulkenberg, Magnussen, they qualified ninth and sixth or sixth and ninth, however you want to say it. Nice. Uh, in Singapore, finished with one point, Magnussen in tenth. I mean, a point's a point for us. It is, and then they finished fourteenth and fifteenth in Japan. Nah, just Singapore is a classic Haas performance to put go double Q three. It was and finish the points. That was Picos. Um That was wild. Listen, yeah, they're they're just kind of boring this year. Yeah, they haven't really had any drama. Like at least in the past, we had the Mick drama, and like Gunther was more in front and center. And like yeah. this year, they've all been kind of low key, and like the drivers get along, and like they've had a point here and there. But like the I car th- is pretty much back of the pack, and like during the race, you don't really see them much. They don't really broadcast them much. It feels like they're just kind of irrelevant. Yeah. Well, I think we got to think about the fact that Haas has always been owned by Gene. There's been no corporate, official corporate sponsor to that team. Yeah. Next year, they're going to have that corporate sponsor. 
they got to tighten up a little who bit. Do we, who do we have for the next year? Why am I blanking on that? Uh, Alfa Romeo. Oh, that's right. Is moving to, to sponsor Haas. I think that's kind of playing in their minds in the yeah. sense that they can't go out and be this like wild, you know, yeah, this wild team. All yeah, it's laps. almost like they're just like, hey, like let's just lock in for next year and like exactly. it is what it is this year. Let's we'll be just, stable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alfa Romeo, Joe Bottas, uh, no points, no points. Bottas DNF both races. We're not really sure how in one. Yeah, of them. we're not really sure how that happened. Most under the radar DNF. Of all time, maybe. And I think that might be all we can say about... But, yeah, that, that car Romeo. stinks. Uh, they don't really talk about them much. Um, they're both renewed for next year. Joe got they renewed. Yeah. Uh, they're both renewed for next year. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. The, the best thing I could say is they both seem happy. They're both having fun. They're having fun. For sure. <laughs> for sure. I think having fun still. I think the pressure will be on next year. Uh, yes, I think next year will be, uh, if they don't perform, they'll both be out. Yep. Type of year. Yep. Which will be tough. I, like, I can't see Bottas not getting a seat. Yeah, yeah, and at some somewhere for somewhere as, on the for team. as long. I think as he'll be as long as race, long yeah. as race. He'll get a seat because he has the track record at Mercedes to prove that. Yeah, and he's done he's everything done so that races, it takes. Yeah. He's show, shown that he's a great like development driver. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, a solid future for him. And then Alfatari, which we already discussed. They stink. They do. What else? What else is there to talk about here? We got, I don't know. Let's give ourselves five minutes to just, just break loose. At yeah. Three. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, to me, that this <laughs> going into some like silly season and there being all this like stuff up in the air about seats, yeah. And then it all just pretty much landing the exact same. Just locked. is kind of disappointing. Yep. Like there was no drama at all. We might get Sarge switched out, but now that we found out that Schumacher is doing like endurance racing next year. Yep. Um, and Seb? And question Seb, mark? question mark, maybe together. Um, they, like, that Not together, I think, yeah. I think Mick's going to Alpine. For yeah, that. I just said it for fun. Yeah, um, would be cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, the only seat that's open is Sargent, but I don't think anyone else is, they're not going to pull, because Lawson supposedly got the promise 2025. I don't know who they bring back. They're probably just going to bring back Sargent again and like run it back but like every, that was a little disappointing because like we had all this like speculation and then everything just settled in exactly how we thought the yeah. interesting thing to me is and i want to know your thoughts on this like daniel rick comes back does what he did one or two races two races he did two races two races crashes breaks his wrist and then is out for this long time if he comes back and he's just average like what what do we do? Like, why are we wasting? Isn't that Alpha Torres just to be like a development program? Like, why are we putting a thirty-four year old? And I love Danny Rick wanting to be out there, but logic tells you why is Lawson not getting that seat next year? So I think behind the scenes, there is definitely some sort of gentleman's agreement to where, hey Daniel Ricardo, we're not going to put you in this sister team in the back of the field, yeah, without a good good chance at getting in back to that second that's fair and that's got to be what he's thinking yeah i think that's a possibility i think he's going to be even more upset that perez got reconfirmed for next year yeah because that means he's going to have to race an entire season without yeah i'm sure he was thinking that he's going to go in do this half season and get that perez seat which i think red bull was thinking too until helmet marco went and fumbled the bag not fumbled the bag just said some really dumb stuff yeah uh, I think he's in a little bit of a tough position, but if there's no future past 
that sister team, I don't think Daniel Ricardo would have taken that or even no, thought I agree. about it. I agree. Because I, he could have taken a seat anywhere yeah. else in the back of the field and yeah. without skipping a season. Yeah, I agree. I think if you're if you're forecasting it, if you had a guess, that's Prez's last year at Red Bulls next year. Yep. My thought then, yeah, I agree with you, is that Daniel Rick thinks he has a great shot at getting that second seat. He yeah. gets back up. They pull Lawson in with Sonoda. It'll be interesting, though. Checo goes wherever there is. He'll still get a seat, in my opinion, but it'll just be a sum. I think he'll definitely team. get a seat. we yeah. got to think about the 2025 Andretti team Yeah, that has now been moved wow, on to the second stage. Wouldn't that be huge for you if uh, you, uh, you in America would be so back? It would be You'd electric. Be so back. Uh, it is interesting to think about Checo. He just came out and said that he has essentially been seeing a therapist now because it's been really tough with how he's been yeah. performing on track, and he has just been hating it. He seems like he's doing better, and he says that he's re-fallen in love with the sport. Yeah. Even though he's having these performances. Even though the last two weeks have been horrible. Really tough, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you know, he doesn't sound like he wants to leave F1. F1, yeah. from what he says, is bringing him all the joy in the world. Yeah. I think he would be similar to Bottas in the fact that he could be a great developmental yes. coach, coaching yeah, driver. Put him on an Alfa Romeo, put him on a, an Andretti. Alpine, put him on an Andretti, Audi. put him on an Audi, put yeah. him on one of those with a young guy and yep. have him do that. I agree. I yeah. think it's, but I do think it based on this past couple of years, his, his time on a top team might be done. Yeah, I mean, I think his time on a top team was bonus as it was. Yeah. That was. I think it was bonus too. Yeah. If again, if we cycle all the way back, like all these people always make the memes. If Jack Aitken doesn't crash at the twenty twenty secure race, mm-hmm. that safety car doesn't come out. Perez probably doesn't win that race, and he probably doesn't get the Red Bull seat. So this yeah. random, and that goes back to Lewis getting. If Lewis doesn't get COVID, yep. George doesn't fill in for that seat. Jack yep. Aiken doesn't fill in. Jack Aiken doesn't crash. Perez is still... Perez is who knows where he's at. So if we go all the way back to... I mean, I'm trying to think if we can go back to even before COVID, but really, yeah, if we just blame it on... If we go back to Checo's mommy and daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't... It's... it's I, I feel bad for him because he's like done... He's had some awesome performances here and there and like... At the start of the season, after four races, we were like, let's go. Like It's going to be a dogfight between these two. And then... Yeah, it all it fell our fault Because we hand. really might... I mean, we, went, we really might have jinxed him hard. It could have been. It could have been. It could have been. Uh, I think that about wraps it up. Is there anything else that we want to mention? Um, I'm very excited for guitar. Uh, I think the track is sweet. It's at night. Mm-hmm. It's at a great, great time for us to watch. It is. It's at a great time for Americans. Like a little one p.m. one p.m. action. Uh, it's just a great time to watch. Um, so is Japan though. So one a.m. Well, yeah, equally one, as fun. One, yeah, just for different reasons. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I'm excited for it. I'm excited for this final stretch. We got we got six left. So we got Qatar. Let's see if I can do this. We got Qatar, United States, Mexico, Brazil. Um, Abu Dhabi. What am I missing? Vegas and November. Vegas. Vegas. Why how they forget to Vegas? I don't but know. But a great generation because man. we got Qatar, which is like basically new because it's the first time these these generation of cars have been there. Yeah, it's a cool race. Brazil is always a top three race of the season. Yeah, I I'm I am gonna hate watching Max win. For the second place, Grand it's Prix. gonna be a great race though. 
Um, <laughs> Vegas is going to be in America. It's just going to be a spectacle. It'll be... Uh, the U.S. Grand Prix is always great. Mexico is always great. Mexico Max might win by two or three minutes. Um, yeah. And then Abu Dhabi, I'm, I'm hoping... Last year, Max had already wiped, like ran away with it and whatever and still won the race. I'm hoping that this year he's coming in and he's already cashed all the records at this point. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's no clear thing. And I hope we get a Mickey Mouse vibe from that last race where it's just chaos because no one really cares. See, I simply know that's not going to happen. I know it's not. I'm saying Max is just going to... I hope it happens. Yeah. Max is just going to be like, oh, another weekend. Sick. And then we're yeah. all going to cry ourselves yeah. to sleep again. Um, anything you're excited about? Ah, uh, not anymore. Uh, no, <laughs> you just thought of, you just thought about Max winning the next six races. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> what I, did he finish with then? What is he at wins so far? There was there's 22 races this year because of the one being canceled and China being removed. Yeah, so that's 16. There's six left, so he's at 16, but he's not won three. So he's at 13 wins. So if he wins the last six, he can get to 19. So that Singapore one was huge because he couldn't get the 20. Yeah, I like that. That's what we're like holding on to. It's like, yeah, he didn't get twenty though. Yeah, that guy didn't win twenty races though. Hot shot didn't get to double yeah, digits. Didn't get double digits. Um, Numbers, guys. I think he's probably gonna win the last six races though. But man, wouldn't it? Wouldn't a DNF just be juicy? A safe one, <laughs> an engine failure one, where he just pulls <laughs> off safely to the side. I'm gonna make sure I clarified that. That I mean, how do you make a car that doesn't just fall apart every once in a while? I know that with nothing at all, and not even like a little issue. Like, and I. Because I had a couple. Of I will littles. counter like the one thing I always say is like to counter that is like okay if like of the last eight years like how many problems have Mercedes had like you could probably count in one hand how many times in the last eight years they've had no yeah a D, an actual car issue DNF an actual car issue not because of the crash thing an actual car issue but okay but but both in qualifying and I'm sure they've had plenty. Oh, I'm talking just a race just a race. Well, even in qualifying, it would make it fun. I mean, like, oh, yeah. they're just, they just haven't had a they single, haven't had a single issue. issue. They've had no issues. The only thing they had, they had one bad weekend where the car wasn't that good, but it was, there was no issues. They just did a car, they just brought a car that wasn't that they good. They had one where Max still won by like 12 seconds. Yeah. He was just winning by like 30 seconds before that. Yeah. And then for the last four laps, he slowed down. Yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, I'm really excited for the Vegas Grand Prix. Yeah, it's going to be lie. fun. And I'm also excited to see Perez win in Mexico. That would be sweet. That would be sweet. I think you're getting your hopes up a lot. I though. very much get Because I'm, I'm going, the, my mind's going like to the pessimistic side yeah. and like, it's got DNF written all over it. Well, with that, we <laughs> will wrap this one up. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Goodbye.